Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and I also have a cold. Oh, he does. But this is <laughs> Cooking with Bruce and Mark, Cooking with Bruce and Mark with a Cold. And we promised you we were going to make something out of our next book, Sheet Cakes and Slab Pies. And what are we doing? Um, we are going to make a cinnamon roll cake. This is kind of a crazy cake. It's in the book. It's one of the recipes in this new book, which... We just heard today is being picked up by QVC, right? Yay, we love QVC because it we get is. to sell a lot of copies in very few minutes. Well, we like going on because we like Dave a lot. Yeah, and a Dave's a really nice guy and um, Dave Venable, if you don't know anything about QVC. His show is In the Kitchen with David. Yep, and we're going to go on with David and be with the, with the book, but that's not until October. Well, the book is published... End of October, so I imagine we'll be on QVC, what, 1st of October, end of September, but whatever, we don't know any of that yet. We should know we are going to do it, and we know that this is a recipe in the book. So, let's start with cinnamon rolls themselves. Okay. Um, I kind of didn't really know what a good cinnamon roll was till I first met Mark and uh, was traveling to Austin, uh, because there's a bakery in Austin that makes the most amazing cinnamon rolls I'd ever had, but they make them without icing, don't they? Yes, they roll them in sugar. It's a roll-in sugar thing. They call them morning buns there. But, yes, it's 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 the cinnamon roll. And those are yeasted and Which raised. is traditional to have a yeasted dough. It's kind of like a Christian babka. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. And this is a cinnamon roll sheet cake. So we've taken a sheet cake and we've pulled the yeast out, right? Yeah, I'm not making a dough. I actually decided I wanted to have a batter cake, but I wanted it to have the flavor of a cinnamon roll. So it's a very rich, buttery vanilla cake that then you make this sort of sugar, cinnamon, butter mixture. Some of it gets folded into the cake for long streaks of cinnamon swirl. Wow. And the rest gets dolloped on top and then with a knife you marble it in. Super Super rich. And sweet, because then we top it with a fabulous vanilla glaze. Yeah, this thing is crazy. And we should say before we start out that every cinnamon, every cinnamon roll, every sheet cake and every slab pie in our book is made in exactly the same pan, an 18 by 13 inch half hotel sheet pan. It's just... OXO makes them, KitchenAid makes them, Nordicware makes but them. But notice that marker, 13 by 18 inches, not... 10 by 15. Which is a jelly roll pan and right. not 11 by 17. No. Which is sort of a chef's sheet pan. Well, it actually, in the industry, I learned that many people call that an American sheet pan, 11 by 17. Yeah, we have but to be different, don't we? We do. But this is a 13 <laughs> by 18 inch pan. It's designed so it'll fit in those speed racks, that those big racks of pans in kitchens, professional kitchens. But um, that's what we're using and that's what you have to use to make this right. So, so we're going to do this together and we have the oven set it's preheating let me take that back we have the oven heating thank you to 350 even i forget thank you i know that that's wrong thank how you. can you preheat something you're, you're heating you? it right that's right you're, all you're doing is heating it thank I'm you i'm not Heating it before I heat it. It is the worst cookbook cliche out there. Preheat the oven. You heat the oven. So we have heated our oven to 350. Correct. Correct. And we have prepared our pan. And the, this pan is being prepared slightly differently than most other cakes in the book. Usually we just butter and, or butter and flour or I use baking spray. But because of the heavy 
rich cinnamon swirl bits filling. The gooey goodness. The gooey goodness. I decided that this cake needs to have parchment on the bottom right. so that nothing sticks and it's easy to come out. So we buttered the pan so the parchment will stick to the butter. Then we heavily buttered the parchment and the sides and now we are ready to make Well, we buttered the pan then we cut out a piece of parchment big enough for this thing. Now you can trick. you can go online and actually find packages of pre-cut parchment. You can. In 18 by 13. You so can. that'll save you. But you're not going to get two sheets. You're going to get like a hundred sheets. Oh, excellent. So unless you'll make a lot of sheet cakes. You're going to make this, you know, every day for the next three months, then get that. Right. So this is a bit of a pain, but again, this has so much gooey, buttery richness in it that it will stick to the pan otherwise. So you really do have to get this parchment down. And it's and let me just say that we're working on a large format here. So we're working in this big sheet pan and figure you're gonna use half a stick of butter at least to grease it, put the parchment down, and then grease the parchment. Oh. Easily. Easily. You're probably going to use actually six tablespoons of butter before it's all over. So, And you want to be generous about this so that there's no sticking. Generous about the butter. Yep. So the, the first thing we're going to do, like with most baking, is we're going to mix our dry ingredients. And I know it's a cliche and everyone's like, well, why do I have to do that? You have, to, do have that. to do that. Why well, do I have to do that? You have to do that so that your baking powder and your salt get well evenly distributed with your flour so that when you dump them in you don't have a piece of cake that got all the salt or half the cake got most of the baking powder this way it'll rise evenly it'll taste perfect okay so here's three and three quarters uh, three and three quarters cups of all-purpose flour We've got one and a quarter cups of granulated sugar, two tablespoons of baking powder. See, we are working in large format. <laughs> two tablespoons of baking powder and a half a teaspoon of salt. And we've whisked that together. And now here, I'm going to pour all of these wet, crummy stuff in here. I'm putting in two cups of whole milk. And listen, don't, don't do low fat. Well, why? <laughs> why? You're about to stir butter into a batter. Two cups of whole milk. And then, before we get to the butter, I have one and a half cups of solid vegetable shortening that have been melted in the microwave and now cooled back to room temperature. That is 12 ounces. Yeah. Every half a cup of fat, whether it's butter or shortening, weighs four ounces. Yeah. So we have one and a half cups. We got three times four. We got 12 ounces. Make your life easy. Put your glass measuring cup on a scale. Scrape the shortening in it when it weighs 12 ounces. You've got enough. You don't have to dirty a measuring cup. Microwave safe. And then you put that microwave safe glass measuring cup in the microwave and melt it. Bruce is talking about a big measuring cup. Like, yeah. you know, one that Like a hold. Pyrex, a Pyrex measuring right. cup. Right. Yep. And so you just put 12 ounces in there if you put it on the kitchen scale. Listen, if, my, if I ruled the world, all this would be happening on a kitchen scale. But okay, so we've got the melted and cooled shortening, and we've got two large eggs, and we've got one large egg white, and now the last bit. Two and a half teaspoons of vanilla. Right. It sounds like a lot, and I know vanilla is expensive. Large format. But it's large format, and you want this to have a lot of good flavor. I took this to a book group a while back. I took this exact cake, and... Uh, I know it easily served 30. Even if you cut this thing into generous pieces, it would serve 24. Yeah. Easy. So we are now, I've been mixing that and stirring that all together while we've been doing this. Just one on a night of a breakup. (laughs) Oh, one person will eat the 18 by 13 Mm -hmm. cake. So, right. So we've done all that. And now we've done all that with a whisk. And now. uh, The batter's pretty smooth. 
Yeah, it is. It's pretty smooth. That's what we looked for. It's thick. It's a really thick batter. It's not pancakey. It's very thick. It's a thick, cakey batter. And now we have to make the cinnamon mixture right. that we're going to fold into this. Right. And it's, let's just say again, it's a batter, not a dough. So it's thick, but yes. it's not a dough. No, it's not a dough. This is a batter. Right. So let's make the cinnamon mixture. So I've got a stand mixer with a paddle attachment. And what am I putting in here? One and a half cups or oh. 12 ounces oh. or three sticks oh. of unsalted butter. Three because sticks. Because remember, those 12 ounces of shortening wasn't enough. No. So now we have 12 ounces of butter. This is uh, this is family reunion. This is a <laughs> big, huge celebration thing. Right. Okay, what else? And then you're going to put in one and a half cups of packed dark brown sugar. Right. And we should say that butter is, is basically cool from the fridge and cut into a bunch of little chunks. Yep. And then we're going to put in three tablespoons of flour and three tablespoons of cinnamon. Now, it's a lot. It's a lot of cinnamon. Right. Don't do the cinnamon challenge. Don't stick it all in your mouth. No, no. You put it in there and it'll be fine. Right. And this is going to become pretty thick and pasty pretty quickly. And this is really coming together nice. We are now going to take this mixture with our hands and make little balls of this about the size of olives. And we're going to drop them into the batter and fold them in. All right. But before we did that... We have to take a third of the mixture out and set it aside. Oh, you take the third out. I'm going to keep making little balls. Okay, so I've taken a third of this butter mixture out, and I'm setting it aside. Now we're going to make olive-sized balls, yeah. something like that. Because I'm going to fold them, folding them in. And it's not just to have little balls of cinnamon goop in the middle of the cake. It's Some of them get smeared up. Some of them create waves of the cinnamon stuff in the middle. So some of them will dissolve. Some of them won't. And that's what we want, so that every bite of this cake has some of that in it. Oh, right. And th- so I'm doing this with you. But these little balls, you just make them. And as soon as you make them, just throw them in that bowl yep. of batter. They can just sit in there for a minute. So now I'm folding. And I'm folding. And remember, when you fold big arcs, the the spatula goes down in the middle, comes up the side, and folds all the way over to the far end of the bowl. Rotate the bowl and keep doing that. Okay, that's about all of the bowls are in there now. And now I don't want to overdo this because I don't want a cinnamon batter. I want just a cinnamon streaked batter. Right. So I'm going to scrape this into that prepared pan, and I'm going to use an offset spatula. Now, I want you to slow down. Yes. Okay. I know. I want you to slow down because this is the big thing about these sheet cakes is the next bit, and this is the hard part. A lot of people try and just spread things with whatever they've got on hand, the rubber spatula. Oh, their fingers. You can... (laughs) You can do... One day we'll have to give you a link to a fabulous video we found about... Cooking in college with using your fingers. Oh, stop. Wow, wow. We don't have to give you the link. Just go look for Weaver Cooks. Weaver Cooks. You'll find it. And Pumpkin Pie. And then write us and tell us what you think. You'll find it. Don't worry. (laughs) Weaver Um, Cooks, Pumpkin Pie. Right. Okay. So now you can spread this with a regular spatula. Of course you can. You could even spread it with a kitchen knife, but it's not going to be easy. The best way to do this is to buy yourself an offset spatula. And let's face it. You bought this special pan. Hopefully you bought our book for great recipes. So go spend a few more dollars on an offset spatula and you'll have all the right tools Nobody to make Nobody can have cakes. bought the book yet. It doesn't exist yet. Well, you're going to buy the book. Okay, you've maybe. Pre- maybe you've pre-ordered the book on Amazon. Maybe, but If you love us, you have. Stop. Nobody's <laughs> bought the book yet. Um, but I, this is the kicker. If you're going to make any of these sheet cakes and slap pies, you really honestly have to have an offset special because some of the batters approach dough level in this. And they're really thick. And the offset allows um, you to get more leverage in there. Right. So we're talking about a long, 
thin metal spatula with kind of a step down in the middle of the metal, well, not in the middle, in the, in the metal right before the handle. Kind so. of like a trowel, but exactly. instead of a triangular piece of metal on the bottom, it's a long, thin piece. Yeah, it's a long, yeah. tongue-like piece of metal that's like a trowel and it steps down. And so this is really the only way to get these things spread across this whole big pan. And now we've done all that. We've talked too much about it. So we're going to take this remaining smaller amount of butter mixture that I saved back and I'm going to sprinkle it in dribs and drabs all over the cake. It's almost like a streusel topping and as Mark does that I'm dragging a kitchen knife just a flatware table knife through it sort of swirling that in as well like a streusel topping. I'm not mushing them down I'm not doing too much of this this is just so they're not all sitting up on top. Right. Then we are going to slip this thing into our heated 350 degree well, oven or could be preheated yes we are <laughs> and it's going to bake about 30 minutes until a, a toothpick or a cake tester comes out clean and then we have to cool it a while so we're going to actually break and right come back and figure and, out what to do next okay so the cake has baked for 30 minutes the toothpick came out clean the house smells like a bakery <laughs> and it's cool enough now when i put the back of my hand on it i feel no warmth whatsoever we should say we cheated because we live in new england and after it had cooled on the rack for about 20 minutes i put it out on the porch and it really cooled down because it may be <laughs> the end of march but it's still freezing outside. yes and i just noticed uh, i saw today that this weekend here we're supposed to get five to seven inches of snow now starting tomorrow afternoon into saturday so nice lovely nice. so anyway what we're going to do now is make a very simple glaze why don't you say yeah, vanilla icing so basically i have a bowl and in that bowl i have a quarter cup of milk and i have one teaspoon of vanilla and i'm going to start whisking in powdered sugar until I get this thing thick enough that it'll sort of hold its shape a little bit but still be loose enough to drizzle, just like on a coffee cake kind of thing. And I have four cups of sugar here, but I'm not gonna dump them all in at once. I'm gonna put one cup of powdered sugar in and I'm just whisking away. That goes in really quickly, so another cup goes in. And it's starting to thicken up, but it's still too wet. So I got another cup and I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna just keep adding it till it thickens up to the right consistency which it's doing right now. When I pick the, the uh, whisk up, I could see it drizzling back down but holding its shape a little before it runs. This is a good consistency. So when I pour it on the cake, it'll run a little and then stop. Some people also ask, why can't you just say how much liquid to put in a powdered sugar frosting or a confectioner's sugar frosting? But the answer has to do with humidity. It actually has to do with how much ambient humidity the cornstarch in the confectioner's sugar has picked up and the sugar itself has picked up. So it's it's all a kind of weird ambient humidity problem with confectioner's sugar. And that's why we have to give a huge range. And you sometimes do. the longer it sits the damper the powdered sugar gets it starts clumping mm -hmm. into little bits and all that stuff so you really have to kind of play this thing out in its long and let's also say that when you make powdered sugar icings like this the tiniest bit of liquid even an extra teaspoon makes a huge difference of how much sugar and come on i don't measure my vanilla when i pour it into stuff i think i know what a teaspoon looks like but maybe i put too much maybe i put too little Tell me you measure your vanilla every time. I don't believe you. Ah. So this is why ah. 
This is why I do. Well, well you're very. I special. am. I measure everything. <laughs> That's who I am, and I'm proud of it. I measure things out. Well, one should, I suppose. One should. So now I'm just going to tip this bowl and drizzle this in a little little pattern. And it's going to look a little like Kandinsky. I don't know. It's it's, he's doing this out of the bowl. Honestly, yeah. you can do it off a fork. If if I were doing this, I would be doing it off a fork. I am not very steady, and I can't get a good thin stream going. So I would be doing it off a fork. If you want, you could dump the whole amount of drizzle oh. in the middle and use that offset spatula to spread it around. I think it would be too thick, wouldn't it? Well, if you do, no, you could do that. But if you do that, then you need to also sprinkle some nuts. Because then it'll look wow. like a beautiful Entenmann's coffee cake. Wow. So it's all done. And it's this gi- giant, giant slab of cinnamon roll goodness butter, thick cinnamon. I don't know what. I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it it's smells so amazing. 500 years on a cross trainer is what it is. I can't wait to dig into it later. And I do wish we had 30 people coming over tonight. I wish so, too. Um, this is a recipe from our book, She Cakes and Slap Pies, all-time favorite She Cakes and Slap Pies, as we said. And the book, as we've said a million times, is not published yet. However, this recipe lives on our website, bruceandmark.com, and you can find it there. Uh, and you can make yourself one of these giant slabs. There's a couple of pictures of it up there, too. And let me tell you, this thing is a big honking piece of cake so if you make it let us know how it comes out let us know if people like it and i know they will love it oh sure and we're gonna post a let few... me know any cures you have of colds for, <laughs> oh, for, for nasal baby. congestion i think it's half a cake that's what oh you that's it yeah it's cold it. starve a fever you know what nothing is better for congestion than half a cake and a big glass of milk that would be just perfect have half a cake and half a bottle of red wine oh that's good so that uh, you can get the pounding head with, with a head cold that's good so we're going to make some more recipes from our new book, All-Time Favorite Sheet Cakes and Slap Pies, in the coming weeks. And we will share those with you. And tune in every week, and we will have some more recipes. And subscribe, so you won't miss a single episode of Cooking with Bruce and Mark.